Alright, hello and welcome back to Superhuman Samurai Cyber Pod. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today we ask, what is this pain? Pain. Why my shoulders hurt. <laughs> yes, indeed. My life is pain. <laughs> I eat your babies. The episode oh. should just be like, my life is pain, Nani. 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 Yeah, this is uh, definitely, uh, uh, I think, uh, I think wasn't that a Papa Roach song? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I didn't listen to that sort of thing. Yeah, listen, this week we are cutting our life into pieces because this is our last resort. <laughs> yes. Now that are there, they're French and they're just looking for some bread. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't oh, know French any French or I would translate that. I I used to know Where a little bit. Where is this all pain? I used to be able to count to at least ten in French and news. Oui, la pain. It's there funny. So I'm, I'm, I'm from like a you know southwestern Ontario, and uh, you know we have a couple of French Canadian towns around here, and one was uh, so named because uh, because of their poverty, uh, you know, back in the 1800s, they were only able to bake like short loaves of bread. Mm-hmm. Oh no! We, well, we, That's and mean. so that well, and so that means that the uh, the town's name is Pancourt, but in English it looks like it's called Pain Court. <laughs> Pain court. Ooh, that that's actually a rather that's nice thing. That's where I want to live. Oh, shortbread. That's where I want to live. I have to try and remember that. I, sh- I should make a note of that. Pain. You've been sentenced to pain court. <laughs> that, that's a good name for a little regional district pain court. Anyway, it's just a uh, it's just a normal American court show, except it's pinhead presiding over it. <laughs> we have such verdicts to issue you. <laughs> oh, and, and, and Chatterbox Clive is the Barker. bailiff. Oh, man, man, I want to see this. This should be on Clive Sci-Fi Channel. It is not hands that summon us. It is a summons. Asking the most important question of horror fiction. Is it possible to be too horny? <laughs> uh, the answer for the Cenobites, no, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> so horny it's not horny anymore Hellraiser was on uh, I think Comet TV the other night and I just had it on in the background and I was just reminded of a short story collection of Clive Barker's that I read when I was literally like 15 years old it's about oh, this dear. guy who gets so horny that he like fucks a literal hole in a wall and uh yeah <laughs> that left a lasting impression on me <laughs> And on the wall. Oh. Yes. Um. Well, no, the hole was already in the wall. Oh, okay. I thought. Okay. No, he he did not actually like create the hole. The hole was right. Already that's what I thought there, you meant by fucks a hole he, in the wall. He felt that he needed to to insert his penis into it. I see. Oh, I guess this episode is getting an X rating. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Well, I mean, there's a little cursing in the episode itself. Yeah. Well, at least the the translation. Yes. Anyway, we so we we open exact or yeah. So this first air, this is the sixth episode, and first aired May the seventh, twenty twenty one. 
Well, the sixth episode of Dinozenon, the 18th episode of the SSS Gridman and Dinozenon series, the, I forget how many episodes of the original Gridman there were to add up to that. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, many episodes. <laughs> Plus all the episodes of uh, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Oh, yeah, which was more than there were episodes of Gridman originally, which is very So how did, did they have, like, film new footage, or did they have, like, clip No, shows? they just reused the same monster up to three times. Oh, okay, so it wasn't the thing with um, Power Rangers, no. where they actually, like, paid uh, whichever company it is in Japan to film... Toei. Like, mo- Toei. Yeah, they, they filmed more monster fights uh, called mm. the Zoo 2 footage, which almost... Be- came its own separate show, but they didn't quite go that far. There, there were designs for a new Megazord, which is only a slightly modified version of the original. Anyway, um... Is that where the, the pumpkin wrapper is from? Um... Is Pumpkin Wrapper in 2? Maybe. Let us find out. I just love the pumpkin wrapper. Yeah, there's a new toy with Pretty very hilarious. little paint on it. I, I keep being ah. tempted to get it. It might be really expensive on I was vaguely now. tempted. Yeah, but I'd have to paint the shit out of it because it's just uh, red and, or orange and green. And, and it needs more paint apps. Yes, it does. Um, I, I can't tell. I think it's you too, but... Yes, apparently, according to this wiki, this Power Rangers wiki, he is from the ZU2 footage. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah, there it is, way at the bottom of the screen. Many scrolls deep. Uh, he you know what I most- bet... Wasn't in anything like that was anything involving trains. As we've learned, you don't do Ameri- yeah. you don't do trains for the American market. Nope. Well, no, because our infrastructure sucks ass, and we're having lots of weird digressions. Which yeah. Um, so anyway, is so we to, to digress away from how this episode begins because it starts. Yeah, this is a little uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. So this this Before opens exactly off. where the last one ended off, where um. Where Yume has heard that maybe her sister committed suicide. Yes. Yeah. And uh, this guy kind of says it's maybe because uh, you know she her sister was dating uh, Futaba, the uh, chorus club's uh, vice president, who was uh, was a real charmer. And this hmm. is something that she did not tell her sister anything about. Which, no. I mean, fair enough. How much are you telling your little sister about your dating life? Yes. And then, you know, uh, so, you know, the, the other girls started picking on her, and then the vice president was, pit, was pushing hard for the song that she wanted to do to be done, and obviously got done because, you know, she was dating the vice president, and it was a whole thing. Yeah, it, it, it's more, we're getting third hand versions of this story that is adding to the mystery, and, and just compounding the fact that you may knew Basically, nothing about her own sister. Yes, who was like what ten years older than her or something? So something like that. I I keep wondering if if the timeline coincides with um uh you may uh, with uh, Kiyomi's boss or with uh, what's his name's. Uh, yeah, I, I get the feeling it might at some point it's got a crossover at least for anime convenience and, and plot contrivance, yeah, sorry, but uh, I y- don't know how. Yomogi, I keep forgetting his name. Yeah, I, I have to write people's names down or because we do this monthly. Yes, Shaggy. I can't just call him. I can't just call him Johnny Utah like our last protagonist. Yeah, we we don't <laughs> have like side swipe and cliff jumper anymore, which is yeah. annoying. 
So anyway, the, you know, the, and there are some more videos, and he's gonna, you know, dig them up for her. But you know, hey, I, I, maybe do you want to know all this? Like, uh, yeah, this is maybe uncomfortable stuff to find out about your sister. Yeah. yeah. Also, because I'm like this. Uh, I did note that uh, the guy they are talking to has some variety of hot coffee. Uh, Yume <laughs> also has some variety of hot coffee uh, with a little discarded pack of creamer next to it. Uh, and Yomogi is a heathen who is having some sort of soda. I'll at least get a hot chocolate, man. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't think we're at Star Bows, but... Give, yeah, I was going to say, given the kind of cups they have, I don't know that they're necessarily at a place that's, like, known for coffee. Like, you go to McDonald's yeah. and a couple people get coffee, you're you're allowed to get soda. But, because uh, they're very, like, almost gas station-y kind of I hear cups. the coffee there is actually decent now. I, I know the Maybe hot chocolate is. at McDonald's is really good. Or at least it's really good very early in the morning or very late <laughs> at night after a movie. <laughs> Highly recommend. Nice. But yeah, it, it's more chunks of the mystery that's going on in the background that's doled out a minute or two at a time each episode. I am definitely curious to find out if this has anything at all to do with the kaiju. Or if this is just character background stuff, I it has either it has to d- tie in, in into the, um, the other guy Shaggy's story somehow, or maybe she accidentally woke up Galma before she died. Maybe because it was in that area. Yeah, but it was also years ago. So Galma's been. Yeah. If that's true, Galma would have been farting around for. <laughs> Five to ten years. Sleeping uh, under a bridge, <laughs> eating raw live crabs for yeah. years. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, anyway, so... you don't tell your six-year-old sister about your dating life. That's creepy. So no. I, I forgive her for not yes. telling her sister about any of this. Yeah, but it's not like she's constantly shocked by how little she knows about her sister. But considering the age difference, it really do- it shouldn't be that shocking. But it, it, it it's uh, yeah. I don't I don't understand siblings. <laughs> I don't have any. So we we now cut to. Yeah, we, we meet up with the rest of the gang. They're uh, they're under the bridge with Galma. Yes. And you know he's you know uh, Galma's all you know. I don't know if you're gonna like what you find out, but she says she's staying positive. He's all great. You can even just stay positive. And he's I have no concept of personal space. Yeah. <laughs> he does not. He's the best. But yes, he's he's very excited about her staying positive, even though he probably has no real deep understanding of what's really going on. Yes. So we uh, so we cut now to our our kaiju eugenicists who are in just some warehouse or something. Yay, a tokusatsu warehouse. And they have come to a conclusion. All right, so we're the bad guys. They're the good guys. Perhaps we could kill them. 
Hmm. Yeah, there, there are varying levels uh, between normal high school student and outright murderer. Yes. Yeah, uh, redheaded guy is uh, very pro murder. Yeah. Yes, of course. Um, the the guy who goes to school with them is uh, not so pro murder. No, he's more. Uh, he feels that they need to leave them because possibly Dinah Zenon has something to do with the appearance of kaiju, and if they were to get rid of it, then there wouldn't be kaiju. Yeah. Which is a sound theory, I guess, not knowing more about the timeline of the appearance of kaiju. And glasses guys all, hey, lady no pants, what do you think? And she's, she's like, eh. eh. Lady uh, ennui. Larry David dot gif. <laughs> yeah, th- this episode focuses more on her, and which is unfortunate because her Character trait seems to be she doesn't have a personality. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, like I said, Anway. Her her character trait is Anway. Yeah, it's it she... handled reasonably well, but the fact that the the female group member of the bad guys doesn't have a personality is disappointing. Yeah, I mean, her personality is just that she doesn't. She's she's not invested in any of this. She's very. Non-committal, and, and it's like she's just here. She's just ace. She's just a emotional. <laughs> well, they all kind of seem ace, to be quite honest. Well, yes, but her specifically in an emotional way. Hmm. No, I feel like uh, Suzumu, the one who's going to school with them, is definitely romantic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, they like could all be—they the could I, all be I, asexual, but not aromantic, because he's definitely. I kind of feel like they're more aromantic, but not asexual. Like they're just living in this warehouse together. They're a bunch of like beautiful people of indeterminate age. They're doing weird stuff with each other, but they're very dispassionate about it. Yeah, and I somehow they this. have money. I feel like this is. Well, they probably have money because, like, the reason vampires always have money is because they invested a bunch of money in stuff 5,000 years ago. One of these episodes, we have to... I want to figure out how long these guys have been awake. Also, I want to know where their yacht is. (laughs) Same. Yeah, they really... If they don't appear on a boat of some kind by the end of the show, I will be disappointed. Yeah. At least in them. I'm on a boat. (laughs) I mean, one of them definitely has a nautical-themed Pashmina Afghan. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This is not up for debate. This is a fact. Anyway, we cut now to uh, to Koyomi, who is once more on one of his weird dates with uh, Yamogi's boss. Oh. And and he's all... uh, uh, yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I know this girl who's like super brave about confronting, uh, her past and everything, and that's really cool. Unlike me, flashback to this girl taking him to, to like this deserted saw bathroom. Yeah, some abandoned building that she found. And she's got a bag of something? <laughs> yeah, this, why? It's a typical thing in anime because I guess it happens enough, often enough in Japan that there's the old school behind the new school. Ah. Uh. Like, it, it's a recurring trope where, oh, the, the old school, since we built up the new one a couple of years ago, is like, it's haunted and it's falling apart. And it's See, right behind the regular school. 
here in the U.S., we don't build new schools, so we don't have that problem. Well, no, either we build, <laughs> we totally demolish a school to put up a new one, or we the the new site of the new school isn't located on the same grounds as the new school. If we ever, yes, rarely improve infrastructure. On I mean, the rare you, occasions we invest in infrastructure. Listen, you can't just leave old bathrooms like that lying around. Do you want jigsaws? That's how you get jigsaws. <laughs> Although this may not be an old school. This could be, be an abandoned thing. Because a lot of the times in anime, the trope is, oh, it's a new modern building. And the old school was made of wood. Mm. Oh, yeah. You probably want to replace that before yeah. it burns down while it's full of children. But it's still used as storage and for ghost stories. Yes. It's very important to have somewhere to scare the teenagers. Anyway, so this uh, this date is very quickly interrupted by uh, another person she's invited. Her husband. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was actually paying attention this time because it, it came up last time that she is still wearing the wedding ring and it is uh. in shot. And then her husband arrives. Bob, and he's Bob. a large man with a mustache. Yes, yeah, well, speaking I, I of Larry did, Temple mustache. I did have a lot of sympathy for, for Koyome being like, imagine not running away from things. What must that be like? <laughs> but, but yeah, her husband, very awkward. Super yeah, uh, awkward. Speaking of Larry David, this is where this turns into a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Yeah, because he cannot <laughs> get Koyomi's <laughs> name right, ever. Every single time, it, it, it's... Yeah, he keeps calling Yamamoto or something. His yeah, name is he, Yamanaka. His name like, is uh, Arata, her husband. Yeah, And uh, he's talking about how, you know, yeah, oh yeah, dude, she's always talking about you. Like, yeah, thanks for opening in. Oh, Maybe, it's nice to have uh, friends in the old hometown. Yeah, 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 sure. Maybe mm. he's into it. Yeah, well, but he, for, at the beginning I was thinking, swingers, question Yeah, mark? I'm thinking, are we angling a, a devil's threesome? Is mm. this a good old classic cuckold thing? It, it at the start of it seems maybe, but then the, the, the conversation, it, it's cut up and piecemeal and mostly just to show that he can't get his name freaking right. Yeah. And then it just sort of... Kyoma just keeps getting sadder as it goes on. He's talking yeah. about playing futsal, which I've never heard of, but is apparently like a weird... Futsal. in. It is an indoor soccer thing. Oh. Huh. I've heard of that. Futsal. Mm. Ah, poor Kyoma. And yeah, so somebody is unable to uh, pick up on social cues here, and I think it's the boss. <laughs> I uh, no, I think she's kind of just a troll. She may be missing things, but she's also oh, so she's like deliberately making this awkward, and not this isn't I, awkward at all. I Both? feel like she is definitely uh, what uh, we in in the uh, in the gay community would call a messy bitch who lives for drama. <sighs> I yeah. think she's. <laughs> I think she wants trouble. Just most. If it wasn't for the flashbacks, I wouldn't say that. But mm. judging from the flashbacks, she seems like she is just someone who wants to stir up shit. Yeah, so. like like. He, oh, she it might also just be a chaos magnet, but yeah, with the flashbacks, it's like she's looking for trouble to some degree or causing it. Yes. Oh, th th there's a neat visual like when they when they first w before they're, they're talking to everything before the husband arrives. You see two umbrellas sitting on the table, and they're the hooks on the end are bent like a shape of a heart. 
Now, by the end of the conversation, <laughs> the umbrellas have moved, and that heart is broken. Yeah. Just like Koyomi's. Some pretty cute uh, visual uh, symbolism. Yeah. Oh, that, that's... Oh, I love that anime could just get away with bullshit like that. <laughs> and live-action adaptations kind of can. Uh, aside, I still haven't watched the live-action Cowboy Bebop, because I'm a little afraid. Maybe oh, no. I'll be very drunk around Christmas or something. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, so we, uh, so he's just kind of getting drunk to cover his pain here. And he's drunk enough that he forgets his umbrella, so he leaves. He's just getting soaked. He goes At- to the, what was it, 721? Yes, the, 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 the Ultraman 721 again. Yes. Oh, th- th- there is a quick cut shot in where, um, Chisei's on his bed reading a manga with a Don Shine, a tokusatsu character inside Ultraman Greed, that one of the characters in Ultraman Greed likes to watch, but I haven't watched Ultraman Greed, so I haven't seen that episode. <laughs> but yes, the, the character on the manga is another reference to another Tsuburaya character, but it's a sh- character inside a show, inside another show. Nice. <laughs> and inside this anime. So and does she's... that mean that this takes place in that universe? Well, it takes place in a universe where someone has watched... Oh, wait a minute. No. Because it, it, it's in the manga, so it would be based upon the show that's in Ultraman Greed. But this so it's a fictional character. This wouldn't... Yes, it's a fictional character in Ultraman Greed, but this can't be in Ultraman Greed because Ultraman don't exist in this world. Oh! Oh, the... the <laughs> Well, it, it, at least it, they're not trying to codify the levels of it, and, and it's kind of like the TF wiki where eh, they just exist somewhere. Whatever. It's a new branch. Anyway, yes, Koyomi is sad and in the rain and went to 721, or 721 he calls it. Yeah, and uh, so uh, there he runs into uh, uh, Tom Servo's favorite creepy girl. Yay! And, and, and her massively exposed thighs. And she has an umbrella, but Kiyomi doesn't because he forgot his, because his heart I, was broken. I guess it, it appears, I mean, it was daytime earlier. It seems to be night now, so I guess you yeah. can get away with an outfit like that because people will just think you're clubbing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, her name is Mujina. I keep forgetting the, the, the eugenicist names because I do not have them in my list. I should write them down. You cannot go out in the daytime dressed like that and just, like, walk into the convenience store. But at night, you're definitely clubbing. In Japan, if you're anywhere near, like, downtown Tokyo and, and Akihabara and Harajuku, yes, you can. <laughs> okay, fine. Although this isn't in Tokyo. This, it may be a could be outskirts because Tokyo and Greater Tokyo is freaking huge. It's mm-hmm. like the size of at least uh, no, maybe it's not the size of Rhode Island, but it feels like it's the size of a small state. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, we we cut back briefly to Yamogi, whose mom is just talking about how he's made all sorts of interesting friends. And that Galma seems like such a nice young yes, man. That, that, that he delightful has a job. Hobo. <laughs> she points out that he has a job. Yeah. Yes. And she's like, what is it? And he's like, uh, I don't know, something part-time. Because <laughs> I think that we have established at this point that, well, Galma is pursuing employment so that he can purchase crab-flavored snacks with money instead of eating live crabs that he <laughs> caught. 
they are not dignified jobs. No. And they are not long-lasting jobs. It's a lot of, of temp part-time things, mm-hmm. working construction sites, holding signboards and various things. Oh, he doesn't. No, we don't see him having a job in this episode. But every other episode has been a different job each episode. Yes. yes. Although he got fired from his signboard thing, and I think that was the last job. <laughs> so, yeah, we, uh, we cut back to Kayomi. He is... Uh, He's having some, what looks like a nice dinner with uh, with Mujina, and he's getting even drunker. Yes, yeah. still drinking. Yeah, oh yeah, because he doesn't have money, but she apparently does somehow. She's drinking red wine, and he's drinking something. It's in a glass. I don't think it's white wine. Maybe like uh, some sort of cocktail or something? Possibly. There's ice, I think. Hey, he's talking about this terrible date, and she's like, well, that's interesting. You see, my uh, my whole thing is that I have no desires. And uh, that's the point, Koemi, where you leave, because in about an hour, you're going to be tied up in her apartment, and she's going to be plunging metal implements into you. Yes, that is not something that someone on a normal date says. And not to say this is a Audition date. is about to happen here. Well, th- 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 yes. Th- yes, admittedly, that's good word. But this isn't a date. This is bumping into someone who you vaguely know who's... What is the opposite of a co-worker? <laughs> yeah. It- a nemesis? Yes. Well, I, I guess it would be like like someone who works at the office building next door. It's definitely like a prelude. Like it doesn't matter whether it's a date or not. She's planning to take you home and kill you. Yes. Yeah. You you know you're 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 getting killed. You're losing a kidney. Yes. Something. So she's gonna. She, you know, she's gonna ram her ovipositor down your throat and lay eggs in your abdomen. Something is happening. <laughs> Possibly. That's also an option. But no, he is too drunk to take that hint, and fortunately, he does make it out of this alive. So. Oh, oh. We forgot a lot because I, I was writing down the, the, the names of the Genesis in the, my notebook, so I have them for next time. Uh, when when they first bump into each other and he's rambling, he's, oh no, there's a lady across the street. Should I even talk to her? What is going on? What should I do? Should I run away? He's just standing there. She comes over and asks him, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, please don't eat me. Yeah. Oh no, I think she <laughs> says she's hungry. And he says, please don't eat me. It's like, oh, uh, come on, a friend's flashback. And then she's like, I'm not going to eat you. No, she doesn't say I'm not going to eat you. She no. says, are you drunk? Yes. You want to be drunk? Let's go get <laughs> you drunk. Wanna, you want to be more drunk? How about let's go get some extra drunk in you? <laughs> Wait, I just have flashbacks to college. <laughs> it is very cute, though, that, that she comes into a place that's literally where you purchase food and observes to him that she is hungry and he thinks that she's going to eat him. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the camera is... Like, this show, like, even in the... the Swimsuit episode wasn't that fan servicey. This one does a little bit with her in this episode, mostly focusing on her big bear thighs. Well, maybe she should put on some pants. <laughs> the, the the amount of cleavage she has hanging over the table. I mean, she's. I I don't know if she's exactly trying to seduce him. No, um, the, the camera is is like. Playing up the fact that they're drunk, I, I think, is like what it's going for. It's like you're drunk near a woman exposing a lot of flesh. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, she does pay the bill, but also she steals. Uh, was it the Dinah Striker? Yes. Yeah. Oops. 
which he that's totally doesn't notice. That's why you don't go drinking with the creepy person from your opposing faction. He's like drunk on some stairs, I think leading down to a subway and just rambling about his day and, and she's just staring at him holding the umbrella like, oh you left the car out uh, I'll steal the toy. Okay. Because <laughs> my cohorts were talking about murdering you guys, this is a better alternative. I yes. guess I'll take this. Anyway, we now cut to uh, to Yume, who's got these videos now, and uh, welcome to Chorus Jackass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, With- it's very, like, early YouTube editing, like, gag video, kind of. You know, there are this many the- occasions in which I'm glad that the most internet we had when I was in high school was uh, going into the computer lab and opening up Netscape. And trying to type in alt toys transformers into the address bar, and because I didn't understand the difference between a Usenet group and a website, uh, so I'm glad that we didn't have this sort of thing when I was in high school. Yeah, I, I can't imagine how the hell kids are dealing with the internet these days. Like, the shit was bad enough. Poorly, very poorly. But anyway, uh, this, this prank is incredibly stupid. Yeah, they, they yeah. took her little onk puzzle and they just hit it and then they're like recording her looking around the room trying to find it. So yeah, it's definitely like petty high school girl level shenanigans. It, what, what, what we see is, is edited goofily and, and the prank itself isn't that bad, but it, it could be taken very badly depending upon how important these little onks are to her and what was edited out of the video. It's it's just... It's hard to tell how with the level of bullying that is going on here. Is it yes. just friends messing around? Or is this some girls making fun of this one girl and just editing out the really bad parts? However, I think I've realized a connection, so mm-hmm. that will be interesting to see if anything pans out um, involving oh. onks. Uh, my, my only awk thing is that my um, guess is from the timeline of this, maybe she was just really into Anne Rice. Maybe she was just really into Sandman. Also mm-hmm. Sandman. Uh, I, I feel the the 90s were an awk heavy decade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were. I, it I was, think, as a very cool 90s teenager, I feel that that is accurate. I think they also but, played a fairly important role in the... Uh, Alyssa Milano vampire movie, Embrace of the Vampire. Ooh, I don't think I ever saw that one. How did uh, Ox get so tied to vampires? That feels weird. I mean, Probably I guess Anne it's, Rice. it's, it's, it's guess like an Rice. immortality thing, question and mark. And an Egyptian thing. And, and I think and goths were into them. Egyptian immortality and mummies and... Well, yeah, I was thinking it would make more sense if it was mummies. Well, I think she Anne did Rice also, also do a bunch did of mummy stuff. Yes, she's she got like absolutely a did. bunch of mummy books. There's mummy book, mummy. Oh, jeez, I guess that explains why World of Darkness had a mummy book. I mean, I don't think they're like guy wrapped in bandage mummies that are doing sexy stuff. No, I mean <laughs> like the first um, oh, was Ankara's the, the first mummy movie was barely about a guy wrapped in bandages. Oh, yeah, that's true. Actually, I watched that on Halloween, and there is very little traditional mummy in that. Yeah, he's he's like a mummy for what five ten minutes at the yeah. beginning. Well, apparently because that makeup was so onerous, they actually had to melt it off Karloff at the end of the day. Ooh, ew. yeah. 
Yeah, I can see you doing a like, uh, what's her name, uh, Mystique. Oh, being uh, like, you know what? I'm gonna be in person <laughs> mode most of the time because I don't want to deal with this. Jennifer Lawrence. Oh no, yes. Yeah. I think you meant Mystique, the actual person, not Jennifer Lawrence, <laughs> not wanting to get painted blue a bunch of times. Yes, about her not wanting to paint blue. Yeah, because in story it makes it makes no sense that Mystique, who accepted her mutantness, did not want to be blue anymore. It's like, it just, whatever. Anyway, uh, there's a short scene with Yomogi where he gets called Yomo Guilty by the other girls in the class, <laughs> which was kind of funny. Yeah, there are a couple of girls who are, like, teasing him. Yeah, well, uh... And, uh, Yume is watching him and having sad thoughts about teasing. Yes. And meanwhile, Kaomi is hideously hungover, but he has to go to training anyway. Well, Chisei he doesn't is, want Chisei's, to go, but Chisei, of course, is in his room laying on top of him and asking, okay, well, I'll go in your place. Where, where's uh, your Dinah Striker? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Also, Chisei asks if he was out drinking with married women again. again. Uh, and yeah. I have to wonder if that's just a reference to the same married woman or if this has been a problem before. Probably just Probably the same just, married woman because I yeah. cannot imagine that he has this problem regularly. <laughs> no. Unless there's an untapped vein of Ramon's fandom in Japan, I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe. There well, could he does, be. Oh, he does kind of look like a Ramon. Anyway, Chisei has to drag him to the meeting. And he's like standing next to him, like trying to be helpful. It's like, no, he he was drunk. It's not his. She's like momming him. She is. I mean, she probably kind of feels like she has to play that role. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> She's even a bigger slacker than he is. So, so we yeah. cut now to the uh, the eugenicists, and they're all you know they're trying to decide what to do with this. The redheaded guys all, oh yeah, let's just use this to mess shit up, man. The redheaded guy is like murder. Do yeah. some murder. And then glasses guy is all no no we'll we'll make a deal. They'll surrender us Galma or whatever. Blackmail Yes. In and the uh in the dub at least it's just translated as let's go wreck shit. So yes. again we get oh, more yeah, cursing. I watch the dub again. And I gotta I gotta try to watch dub and sub next time. And the guy who's going to Be school back. with them is all maybe we should just like give it back. Give it back. I don't think you get how this goes, guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not how you have a nemesis. Come no. on. Well, if he's right about the the Dinazina being the reason that kaiju are showing up, yeah, give it back to them so we get more kaiju. Mm. Yeah, so we keep having kaiju. But and admittedly, let's blackmail them first. Sounds like a better idea. Yeah. And then, of course, the uh, the ladies all. Mm? Mm. She's, She's just like, standing eh. there holding it in her hands. Yeah. Mm. Like, eh, whatever. How, how do I transform this? <laughs> Do we have instructions? Did it come with, like, an instruction sheet? Oh, these new instructions are terrible. Is there a PDF? Oh, no. Gotta look up, I've got to look up some YouTube videos. Siege siege oh. instructions. They're all, like... Oh, God. Why, why can't this guy clean his nails? <laughs> uh, uh. It's all really saturated and... Uh. Anyway, so so they they now have a... the Our heroes have a plan to... Uh, to recover it. And, you know, they're well, going... Well, Kalma has a plan, in quotation marks, <laughs> which is basically just, Koyomi, go distract them so I can do something. I have part of a plan. Look, something yeah. that has two parts is technically a plan. <laughs> something with two elements. 
And Chisei was walking with them, but then they told her, no, go home, you're a child. And she's like, you guys aren't responsible worth shit, you're gonna need my help. Uh, yeah. So she takes home. Hiding. So yeah, um, so Kiyomi causes a distraction by going full on Leroy Jenkins through this uh, window and flying tackles this uh, lady eugenicist. Yes. Yeah, and lands on her boobs, which they don't focus on, but he does. <laughs> That's nice of them. So it, it, it's a successful diversion, because then Galma can run in and pick up the Dynast Striker, and then transform it to full size <laughs> inside the warehouse. Inside the yeah, warehouse. I'm not exactly sure how the eugenicists got away in time without just being squooshed. Yeah, I'm not well, sure how everyone didn't just get crushed. They've avoided death by other things. Falling yeah. girders, like, uh, it's normal. Also, then he doesn't transform it, but he manages to get giant hands out, which is... Yes. Yeah, which was neat. <laughs> big grabby hands. Giant and grabby in the process hands. of the making the big grabby hands, the, the warehouse just falls apart. Yeah, and I, well, I'm just going to kill them. That'll end our conflict. I mean, it's effective. Yeah. I'm not just trying to kill them or just catch them. What's he yeah, going to so, do if he catches them? Where's he going to keep them in his hideout under the bridge? Yeah, that's it. Galma does not plan ahead. No, Galma really. does not have thoughts. Galma just does. So, yeah, we, we get a, a brief uh, interlude at the school. Uh, you may get some emotional support from uh, the rear admiral. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then it is kaiju attack time. And it's like a weird dragon thing that has gravity powers. It's so pretty. It's fantastic. It's called Bullbind. Okay. It's a big... um, It is quadrupedal. Yes. uh, Yes. It it will tie into our uh, Patreon episode for this month because it kind of looks like a Kirin. Oh, yeah. Ah, Yeah, I can see that. But it's got like a big, like almost like a peacock ruff up yeah, front. Yeah, peacock frill. But the the design of it is very similar to well, various Ultraman monsters. But the first one I think was Dodongo, which looked a hell of a lot like a Kieran, and is operated by two people in a suit. One for the front legs. One for the back legs holding onto the waist of the one ahead of them. I was ah. thinking about that because they they. The, the eugenicists, when they take control of it, it takes two of them to take control yes, of it. Yes, it does. And I was thinking that's because it's like a horse costume where you yes, have the it person. Is. I fucking love that stupid fact. It's like, oh, we can't control it with one of them. Oh, because this needs two guys inside the suit if this was a real prop. I always, I, I appreciate the nods to the, uh, guy in a rubber suit. <laughs> I thing. know. It's fantastic. It's pretty great. And yeah, it's got. Um, it, it just I, starts, I, I forget if. Uh, well, other than the monster at the end of last season, I don't think any of the other ones would have required two people in a suit. That I could think of offhand. And and as these two sort of uh, go into the drift, she sort of picks up his personality. Yeah, she gets she, like she's bipolar suddenly. She also becomes like a cackling anime villain. Yeah. Suddenly has emotions. Wait, well, oh wait, is that her ability? She could absorb other people's emotions she's, when combining? She's, she's, a, she's a real Deanna Troy. Maybe sync up with them. 
Or is it just because, like, he had control first, so his personality was starting to be dominant? But I'd like to see further exploration of how that works with two Let's person see kaiju. if we have enough episodes to do any of that. Yeah, we got six more episodes, I think. Uh, yes. Uh, which will probably really only be four that get the story, really, for them. <laughs> Unless the last finale is. I, I'm guessing the last episode is going to be a big clusterfuck of whatever, wherever we're going. Speaking of tying into our Patreon, do we have any, uh, the whole thing where the bad guys are trying to summon some bigger monster that then kills the bad guy at the end? Ooh, did I, I, ooh. I, I wonder if any of the eugenicists will die. I would not be entirely shocked if one of them does. I mean, they kind of tried to kill the redheaded guy, and he apparently does not die. Yes. So I'm yeah. not sure anything, I mean, possibly something like yeah, a kaiju and not just an explosion from space can kill him. Yeah. I don't know that they can be killed by normal means. Anyway, so everybody's got to, you know, saddle up and fight this thing, even though everybody is dealing with their own stuff, and they're having a real... They're having real trouble getting uh, their enthusiasm up for this. Oh, yeah, yeah. well, because they all have their own shit and depression and stuff so going on. So good. All of their call-outs. All of their call-outs sound so unenthusiastic. Like, it's uh, so great. <laughs> oh, and like... This monster seems more powerful than the last ones. Like it Dinosaur. causes a soldier. It causes a giant crater when it stomps its legs, and there's such devastation. Dino wing. <laughs> and of course, we have rave music kicking in again when the fight starts. It's Yay. so pretty. It's so it really just like lights, and it's got a big robotic snout, and mm. it's it's drill so antlers. Yes. It's so designed. Yeah. And yeah, it's just it's lasering the uh the place everywhere and uh yeah, they just kind of get their asses kicked by this thing. Yep, cuz their hearts are not in it. Yep. But I, oh, what, what's the and they're about to they're about to land uh, the killing blow, but oh, suddenly out of the sky. <gasps> what happens? What is it? What is it? I'll, I'll turn this one over to the podcast's number one anti-stan. My boy! Gridnight shows up. Gridnight comes down and crashes to the ground, and he's there, and he's ready to go. <laughs> then we get some ending credits. Yeah. It, it, well, of course, uh, the real hero always arrives late. And they are, they're like, what is that? Is that a giant? Because he's, like, full kaiju size. So, oh man. And more human shaped than their My giant boy. robot dragon. My yes. boy is here. My boy is here and he's ready to go. And that's the I, end of the episode. Yeah. I did see spoilers, which is, I don't know if that's for the best or not, because I might have been too hype. I might have exploded a little bit if I hadn't been prepared. Uh, I didn't know when he was going to show up, but I knew that he was going to show up eventually. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, Twitter anime people following, of course, spoiled me too. It, I knew, I knew he was going to be there in episode seven. I didn't know, or seven or eight. I wasn't sure where, but I didn't know he was going to show up by six. But, uh, I, I was wondering for a while if we were going to see any connection between the old show other than just thematically. 
so very excited to have a character crossover and see what any of this has to do with the last series. Yes, uh, and I'm very, very excited that it's my favorite trash son. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it's we've had reused backgrounds with some changed signage throughout the entire show, so it's not. Hopefully, a shock. he has he has learned how to bathe himself now. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's the thing. Procure like, food on his own. How? What is the time difference? Has any time changed since the last series? <sighs> how far in the future is this? But uh, him showing up kind of does confirm this is the same world that Akane created so this world is very new uh, well we did have uh what's her name the girl earlier uh the the thigh girl oh right with no pants where she was like talking about how she didn't know anything about herself hmm. and you could interpret that as being that she like felt like she didn't understand herself, or you could interpret that as meaning her memories were fuzzy. Which does, at the same time, make it even more confusing that they're 5,000 years old yes. on this world. That Which, oh, that actually is a theory I, I think I had last season. Like, um, uh, oh, what the fuck's his name? The, the Kilo Khan guy. Yes, uh, Alexis Carib. Yes, that Alexis Carib had found this dead world and just used Akane to create a new city and new stuff on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So maybe so, it's an also, existing planet that they were on. Uh, we'll all find out. I really, all I really know is what I saw in screenshots. So I don't actually know how my favorite perfect trash son showing up again what he will inform us all about the connection uh, or any of that. Yeah, I know uh, so. one more thing that I'm well, excited yes. about. <laughs> I know the one other related thing, yes. but I don't know how any of it ties yeah. into any of the setting or explains anything. So I am very excited to learn what any of this has to do with Gridman. <laughs> yeah, I've only been minorly visually spoiled. I, I, it's kind of shocking that we've gone this far and we're, well, I'm not watching ahead. And I haven't really been spoiled. I guess either people weren't talking about Dinah Xenon as much as they were about Gridman, and there was a lot of talk about Gridman, or or it's just harder to spoil or something. I don't know. I might have to watch ahead at this point now that I, I want to. I just keep forgetting. Now that I know that we're at the point, because like I said, I knew he showed up, but I didn't know when. So I'm very excited. My favorite yes. perfect son. He is a good boy. Yes, SG Rodimus, the good boy, is back. Yes, my good boy. Okay, so yeah, this was a, I mean, this is, I guess, kind of a two-parter, sort of. Yeah, well, presumably, we don't know exactly what the second part. It's a two-part fight, anyway. Yes. It's definitely a, a cliffhanger in the same style as the last episode into this one, but in a very different way. Yes. Whereas that was an emotional cliffhanger, and this is an action cliffhanger. Yes. I mean, presumably, Grid Knight is going to, like... You know, wreck this kaiju, and then we'll yeah, go on with the rest of the story. Kind of standard Toku thing that, oh, we don't beat the monster at the end of one episode, and it gets its ass trashed by the beginning of the next one. Yes. <clears throat> so we can have lots of story, and then maybe another monster show up at the end. Mm. But yeah, I am... 
you know, like I said, I'm hoping that the whole plot going on with Yume's sister actually has something to do with anything. Yeah. I mean, it's not uh, I, a bad story. I it's it's just like a distraction. It, I feel like it probably will. Hmm. I suspect it probably will tie into something. Uh, and I think it has to do with that onk. But, uh, like, I, I, I think it's a good episode. I think just the way that whole subplot is handled emotionally is really good. Uh, I think that, uh, I think that I like that Good Knight is here now and he's my good perfect boy. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. I don't think it was as fun as like, the swimming episode, but nothing's really as fun as the swimsuit episode. No, well, cause, cause this is about them being depressed. Yes. Specifically, the point of this episode is that everyone's got props. I said early on, like after the first episode, uh, that I actually, everyone was sort of, you guys were kind of lukewarm on the cast compared to the cast of the last one, but I like that these are just all a bunch of you know, garbage children. Yes. Uh, and, and we're still, we're, we're sort of reaping the, uh, character development rewards of them being a bunch of garbage children with <laughs> Koyome and, yeah, I definitely don't think he is a guy who normally has a lot of lady problems. No, I, I like that they're fuck ups, it's just that I, I'd like to have an idea like where their fuck up arc is going. Right. So we've, we're, I guess if it's a 12 episode season, then we're halfway through now. So we've still got half the series to see what any of it has to do with anything. Mm -hmm. Alright. I I think I can only, like, guess at what the arc is of one character in the show. And it's Cheese Say. Speaking of trash sons, I have my kitten Edgar on my lap, who was a stray kitten who was just found in the middle of nowhere with one gooey eye and Aww. snot all over his face. So he is also kind of a trash son. Actually, but he's well, a very good boy. I, I guess uh, uh, you may wants to like find, figure out the mystery of his sister, but that that's kind of that's not really a character arc that's that's just a mystery I and mean, i guess the yeah, one that's that's a plot i guess yamogi doesn't have a clear arc because he's just kind of you know he's just kind of getting by well that's fine cuz like last time we had cliff jumper who didn't remember shit right like one character like that is fine but it's like yeah, Yamogi has kind of latched more. on to Yume's plot at this point. Yeah. You know, he's helping her out and providing some emotional support. Which, so. Again, it's like that that's that's her mystery. Where's your own story? Like and and and, and then we have Shaggy who's just something's going to happen, but he is like romantically and, and uh employment wise he's not doing well. Chise is like she wants to be useful. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe you, he's he, about to learn his uh, his true calling as a male escort. <laughs> I mean, Yumoki is kind of he's kind of the Jerry Seinfeld in that, like, he's the least interesting character, and the sort of show sort of just revolves around him as a relative island of stability. Yeah, well, I can that, see that. that's a lot. I mean, of anime. I mean, Galma is clearly Galma is clearly a Kramer. <laughs> yes, he he's a power yes. Kramer. Yes. And and Yamogi is kind of a George. Yeah, yeah, I can see or, that. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the Ramones-looking guy. Koyome. Koyome. Yeah. Koyome. 
Yeah, but and, I mean, Yume has to be the the Elaine by default. But she isn't the Elaine. That's the problem. Well, I guess Chise is as close as you're getting to Elaine. Yeah, I guess Chise is kind of a kind of an yes. Elaine. Yes, yes. I like. She, this. She's her own little independent engine of chaos. I like this theory. And then and then our kaiju Genesis are pretty much just four Newmans. <laughs> <laughs> we split Newman into four. Oh, I mean, I guess you could sort human. of parse them out. You know, maybe one is. Uh, I don't know. Like the the guy who's always angry and the redhead guy, he's kind of more of a Frank Costanza. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. uh, I guess Glasses guy is like uh, uh, Glasses guy is more your classic Newman. Um, the lady is like uh, what's her name? The uh, the the O Henry heiress who didn't wear a bra. I don't. I, I've only seen like three or four episodes of Seinfeld all the way through. What? I've seen the last episode, Soup Nazi, and. Uh, maybe the one about boobs. I think. I probably <laughs> saw all of them 25 years ago, and very few oh. of them since. I mean, I've caught minutes of most of them, but mm. I've seen about as much as I have of, like, original Power Rangers. Oh, well, I, I, I watched both of those in their entirety in the 90s. Oh. Anyway, yeah, oh yeah, so I, I think that about brings us to a conclusion here. Yes. So uh, we we don't do the uh, David's Toku Sasu no, corner. No, because this, this is the Toku Sasu content. The whole thing is Toku yes. Right, that's corner. what I thought. Yeah, no, I just no, wanted no. to be sure. I didn't want to cut yeah, you off. Yeah, no, so, so we're going to do another one of these next month, next week. I yeah, think we'll it's back, a we'll, Christmas episode. Okay, we'll do our Christmas episode. The, the episode that the hub didn't want you to see. <laughs> Ooh. Until Christmas. Well, Saucy. Which is when we're going to talk about it. Yes. And we'll also have a special Christmas surprise from me to my unwilling co-host. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, it, it's less Secret Santa and more Secret Satan. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Scary. Uh, but until then, of course, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon to help with hosting and other expenses. That is patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, we are slowly getting caught up on the MCU now that the MCU is slowly getting caught up on actually releasing movies. Uh, so for December, we are watching Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, it's a very exciting movie. Uh, I don't know that I'm equipped to comment on all of the exciting cultural elements, but I always like seeing... You know, superhero stories uh, taking a a culture that I'm not super familiar with and teaching me some neat stuff. And I too am uh, unable to uh, speak with that, but I have read the entirety of Master of Kung Fu. So you are definitely more prepared to explain any of what happens than the rest of us. I one hundred percent. I read the story that was a backup in Action Force about how uh, Quick Kick from from Action Force slash GI Joe uh, knew Shang Chi, Master of Kung Fu. Uh, it was a story written by Grant Morrison, uh, and frankly, I read it like ten years ago and don't actually remember anything of it because it wasn't actually that. <laughs> You know, exciting. 
It's, it's an interesting curiosity. Yes, it's interesting that it exists. Uh, it's interesting that it was written by Grant Morrison. Uh, also written by Grant Morrison, according to our good friend Simon Furman, uh, the UK Zoids comic. Uh, which I have been told was actually super good, but probably will not actually see publication again. Uh, and I believe Grant Morrison was not credited in the comic itself, but, uh, but Simon said that, that that was him. Uh, not Simon, that that was Grant Morrison. Uh, right. So. All right. And of course we'll be back next month with more Gridman in we've, in which we will find out what's our reason for coming together. That's a good question. Something something toe jam football? <laughs> you guys don't know the Beatles either? Uh, not not enough. Hey, I didn't realize that Rocky Raccoon was named after a Beatles song for a long time. Yeah, that's why in his original he wore uh, story he's looking yes. for the Gi- and he's looking for the Gideon Bible. <laughs> Oh, again. Because that comes up in the song. Okay, I, I ha- that's a song I haven't heard in forever. My my speed is more all the uh, more than meets the eye stories that were named after, like, the Smiths and that sort of thing. I, I cannot abide a Morrissey. I'm sorry. <laughs> Morrissey is definitely a guilty pleasure. I mean, I'm aware that they're definitely terrible elements from the Beatles, but I would say the most terrible Beatle is not is dead and not currently doing terrible stuff <laughs> that we can hear about. Look, sometimes you just want to lie around and feel sorry for yourself. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, that, that does it. That does it for us for this week. But we'll be back next time. And until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and I'm looking forward to James Roberts' lost script I have forgiven Jesus. What? And and, and I'm David. James that's Roberts. That's the name of a. That's literally the name of a Morrissey song. Oh, Morrissey. Okay. <laughs> Again, I don't. I don't know music. I don't know.